Hey, what's happening, guys? Ruining Man here. Today, I want to talk about submission and why, at a very fundamental level, you want to be able to decipher between things that you should do, things that you should submit to, like learning, like when people have your best interest at heart, when people are trying to teach you. When people are desperate to teach you, like when a, when a parent desperately doesn't want his child to run in the street because he knows and he'll do anything that his kid doesn't understand, but he, he will do anything to keep the child out of the streets. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to save your life. And to be able to decipher that type of person and somebody who's trying to get you to submit now, there are people in the world, and I believe they've fundamentally given up on life. And their main goal, what they want for you, is they want you to submit. They want you to submit not only to their will, but they want you to submit to their negative view on life. So I want to talk about a movie, Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke is... The I would have to say, if you want a movie, a story that describes somebody, I would say that that movie is the best way to understand me. If I was, I really do. I'm so totally serious. Watch the movie with Paul Newman, Cool Hand Luke, George Kennedy, and that movie. That movie basically tells you my. I would say my the structure of my character, the the architecture, the basics of who I am. I've always been like that. It was my natural inclination. I don't mean that as a Luke is not perfect, but it's very difficult. It's very rare I find something that describes myself perfectly and and very close to perfectly. And that that movie really really does it. And what's interesting about that movie was. The, the, I read about the guy who wrote the screenplay. He was in a chain gang, okay? And in that chain gang, he heard a story of this, you know, guy who had done these things. So he was, he was uh, basically doing what I do with Ronin Man. I was, he was out in the world, okay, experiencing tough things and meeting people. And, and in, that, in that journey... He heard about somebody. Now, sometimes you meet them, but sometimes you hear about them. And, and, and you fundamentally know it's true. It's like, this is a character. This is a type of person that exists. Because the story all lines up. And he took that story, and it was so easy for him to make a lot of money. Because all he did was, all he did was basically write down the story of this guy. And then submit it to Hollywood. And it became like... You know, it was one of the one of the best selling movies. You know, because because I think there's something inside of men. There's something fundamental in men, where men. One of our main jobs is not to submit. As men. Now, does that mean that we are confrontative? We're aggressive? No. No, because sometimes people have your best interest in mind. So, a teacher, uh, a drill sergeant. The reason why he's very tough with you and he's like very domineering and ordering you about is because he knows 
that very soon you will be in a situation where one mistake means the end of your life. And he survived that. And he came back and he wants to pass on. He saw people die. He saw his friends get shot. He realizes the, the absolute sacredness of life. He see, he's seen it and he's like, I don't, want, I don't want you to go into this and die without, without um, for no reason. All you need to know is know these certain things. So here, learn how to put your rifle together in the dark. You know, do this, keep this. And as long as you do that, you're going to be like me and you're going to come back and you're going to be able to pass on your knowledge. You're going to be able to live another day. And that's why he's doing it. So he seems like a dick. He seems like a drill sergeant would seem like somebody who's very authoritative, somebody who wants you to submit, somebody with uh, give a guy a badge. But it, that, that is not the point of a drill sergeant. Just that he doesn't have much time, right? and and because the the stakes are so high, so a man who does not submit is not a man who does not learn. A man who does not submit, and this is the very heart of going your own way. If you want to talk about real MGTOW here, going your own way, the way you do it is by separating when to submit in life and when not to, and I'm going to talk about that. So like I said, Cool Hand Luke is a great story. And Luke, I guess I shouldn't talk about it that much. You should watch the movie. You can either pause now and go watch the movie or watch it afterwards. But Luke is a character who, he, he's, a, he's a very fun-loving guy. And he's actually a good leader. He's optimistic. He's wise and he's experienced. He's a war hero. But he's also cynical about power. He's cynical about people that want to control people. And maybe it came from his experience in the war. Maybe, you know, I would guess, and this is a very common story, you know, guys go into battle with this belief, you know, they're fighting for freedom and this and that. And then when they're done, you know, they might realize they were fighting a battle, a different battle than they thought. And, this, and I'm not talking about America here. Same thing in Vietnam. That, that if you ever read uh, Bao Ning, Bao Ning's great book, fantastic epilogue of war, which is called the Sorrows, Sorrows of War, which I highly recommend. Uh, he's a North Korean soldier. You know, he came back and they're singing communist songs in the train, and they were all ma- all the soldiers that were there. They were making fun of him. They were like totally thought it was a joke, and then they realized that they had been fighting for communism. So a lot of times you're fighting for something as a young idealistic man. You don't even know what you're fighting for. You think you're fighting for one thing. You know, he thought he was fighting for independence. And then he found out he was fighting to have total lack of independence, right? So and that's why he wrote the book, you know, uh, with a, with a very, uh, very balanced eye, actually. It was a really fantastic book. But so Luke very likely fought this battle for whatever he thought he was fighting for. And then he got out of there and he got very cynical. And that's why he kind of lost faith and like in the beginning of the movie why he ends up in the prison camp is because he just like he just like thinks it's all a joke and he just realizes he's very he's very cynical right about authority but there's a big difference between his cynicism and other people's cynicism he's actually not cynical about life okay so you can be cynical about 
other people. You can be cynical about power. You can be cynical about government. But Luke is not cynical about life. This is another one of his characteristics of never submitting. You see, he never submitted, no matter how many things happened to him. He, you know, he was in a, obviously a very terrible situation with a really, truly evil force in that camp. But when Luke dies, he's got a smile on his face. And that's because, unlike his counterpart in the movie, George Kennedy, who essentially is, he presents himself as one thing, but if you look very deeply at his character, he's actually the exact opposite. George Kennedy is, he's kind of a leader. He's a leader in the camp. But why is he a leader? He's a leader because his, what kind of leader is he? The kind of leader he is, is like basically, let's do what the guards say, and then we'll rebel on the side. Okay, we'll, we'll secretly rebel. We'll, we'll conform to make it easy, and then we'll rebel when we're alone. And this is the compromise that married men make. They're like, I will submit to my wife. I shouldn't say married men, most married men. I will submit to my wife, but then when I'm with my boys, you know, we'll be rowdy. I don't recommend making this compromise because George Kennedy sold his soul more than anybody else in the movie. Because not only did he, not only is he submitting to the guards, to their really like meaningless give a guy a badge, do what I want attitude. Like truly, not only is he submitting to their, their evilness, right? Their, their capriciousness. But he's actually, he's actually encouraging the other guys for his own peace to submit. See, if everybody submits and nobody makes trouble, then he doesn't have any trouble. But if people rebel, then him as the, as the, as the leader of the prisoners, he has trouble, right? And so he's trying to play this game. And I think many married men try to play this game. But I'm telling you, this game cannot be played. There is no way, there's no strategy that can win on this one. Luke has a strategy, and Luke's strategy is not so convenient. It's not convenient to not sell your soul. In some ways, it's very convenient. People will offer you things in your life Rich guys will offer you uh, money. Uh, people will offer you jobs. And the only thing they ask is that you sell your soul, basically. That's it. You just have to sell your soul. You just have to, you have to submit to them. You have to brown nose them. You have to, when they say turn left, you turn left. They, they, they do wrong things. You have to ignore them. Um, there's a number of things, and you kind of know the drill, right? You've seen this in your life, and you've seen... That one submission is not one submission. This is the big lie. This is why you never submit, okay? It's not because of ego. The reason why you never submit is because it is beginning of a lifetime of submission to lower values. You're, you have a natural power as a man. And you're submitting. And, you, and, you, and, and, and you, anybody on this channel is working on themselves. You're improving yourself. You are, you are definitely in many ways elite, right? You're not the average guy. The average guy cannot listen to a, a long video because it's just too complicated. It's too long. Like they, don't, they just don't have time for any kind of real deep change. Guys on this channel, like this is like normal. They're like, okay, another deep thing that I 
is going to be complicated and difficult to implement and painful, but going to have huge benefit, right? That's what I'm talking about here. As that type of guy, you don't want to submit to somebody without that same sense. Obviously, if the prison guard was training them to do something, then okay. But what the prison guard was training them to do is basically to kiss his ass and to be under him and to debase their basic masculinity and to 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 lay themselves out for him to walk over their backs but there is no payback there's no there's no payout here there's no there's no there there's nothing for the men they leave that camp broken they're in that camp broken and they leave that camp broken and that's what he wants that's what he wants he's not trying to build anything he is somebody who gets a sense of power from destroying others. And Luke correctly assesses that very quickly. You know, you know when, he, when, he, when he's like, spend the night in a box, right? That comment is like when he's like, he's already figured the whole thing out. And, he, and he's like, nope, not going to submit to this type of, this type of situation. You know, he's not going to do it. And he doesn't all the way through the movie. Now, I want you to watch the movie because I think, like I said, it, it parallels my life in so many ways. And, and, and it's a true story of somebody. And that, that's the best kind of story. Like when you read about somebody who did something in the past and they really go in deep about the guy's character, there's so much to learn there because you can see my flaws in this and you can see my strengths in this and my uniqueness in this. And I really hope that in your life you're going to find some a story that really that really describes who you are because it's really valuable. Like for me this movie's valuable because I can look at the movie from many angles and I know like that he's describing a person like me. He's describing that guy he's describing that is exact same <laughs> that's the exact same character that I have, the exact same character. And the weakness that he has where he you know, Luke's big weakness is that he gets thrown in the camp in the first place. The reason why he gets thrown in the camp is because he he kind of like I, I guess you could I'll leave it up to you. You can decide why he gets thrown in the camp because once Luke's in the camp, he's amazingly powerful. And I think Luke's maybe maybe Luke guys like Luke and guys like me, we like to go like I like to stick my my head into the lion's mouth. You know. There's something about me where I like that. Like, I love to tempt fate. Last night, me and my brother, or yesterday, going into the house, getting stung by bees. You know, there's all these bees in this fucking, there's like a bees hive, and we're trying to get the pool out of there underneath this house. And it's like, and, and we, we kept going in. I got stung on the nose. He got stung on the leg. And we just kept going in there. And we said, fuck it. <laughs> we're trying to kill the bees with our hands. I got bare feet. Bees are all over the fucking place. They're super aggressive. And and I just kept going back in there. And we got the, we got the pool set up. There's something in me that's kind of like, you know, fuck you. I'm not going to... I'm not going to submit, you know. I'm going to direct... I'm going to challenge... Because these bees were really aggressive, right? And it was just... To me, it was kind of ridiculous. Like, why are they so aggressive? Like... Yeah. <laughs> 
he wasn't smart. Those bees, it would have been smarter for them not to be aggressive because those bees are no longer. <laughs> the hard way, man. Like my hand and my bare foot took care of those bees and a rag. I had a rag too. Uh, you know, we just fucking, we got those bees because, you know, they attacked us. We were just trying to get the fucking thing out of there, right? So that's not a very good evolutionary trait, actually. But, okay, so let's go, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to submission. So one of the things that you have to watch out for. So what should you submit to? Like I said, you do want to be wise and, 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 and some people have your best interest at heart. And one of the things that is so difficult about life that guys don't understand is that you might meet a man, if you think in your life, and you might misjudge him. So there might be a man in your past that tried to help you, okay? And you thought he was the prison guard. Like you thought he was somebody just trying to fuck with you. But when you got older, you realized that he was actually trying to help you. And a lot of guys, they feel intense guilt about this. But I'm telling you, you shouldn't. Because those guys, really wise guys, they know that you as a young man, you don't have all the experience that you will have as you get older. So you don't have the wisdom and knowledge that you'll have. So they know that you're not... They know that you're judging them as a bad guy who's trying to control them. But it doesn't bother them. Because they know that you will mature. They see in you. They see in you an ability. They see in you a, a strength. And they have faith that at some point in your life, you will understand what they did for you. Just like they have for other men. So don't worry about giving thanks to me. Because... If you don't understand a concept, you might understand it later. And maybe I'll be gone. But that doesn't matter. Because I know I'm laying out gold here. And a wise man picks up gold. People laid out gold for me. And sometimes it took me a long time to figure out it was gold. Right? I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand that it was gold. Right? And so I reacted in another way, but that is the way that I should have reacted if I didn't think it was gold, right? So a wise man's like, yep, that's a, he doesn't see it. And so naturally he's acting this way, but he doesn't take it personally because he's like, he's like, he knows what he's doing. You might figure it out, you might not, but he doesn't really care because he's like, oh yeah, whatever. He knows he's laying out gold and I know I'm laying out gold. And, and I believe that guys on this channel will learn enough that at some point they will be able to see a lot of the concepts that maybe are not so clear at this moment, right? Because this channel is all about fundamental deep concepts. I have six channels, right? I have six YouTube channels and they all are different. I'm not, the way I am on Rotoman is not the way I am all the time. I'm trying to lay out the most deep, important lessons here. Other things I'm teaching, small things, you know, not, not, not fundamental lessons. But I believe the type of guys that are here and, and the women 
are the type that are that they want the deep stuff, you know. That's the type of people that are attracted to Ronin Man. And so that's what I that's what I offer. And I also know that some people could ridicule things and later later see things differently. And that's fine with me. That's totally fine with me. You don't have to submit to me. And I don't want you to submit to me. And I don't want you to submit to anybody. But at the same time, I don't want myself, I don't want to be antagonistic where I'm looking for trouble, right? Where I'm like this fake macho guy that is out creating creating trouble for no reason, right? You know, in other words, not submitting could be seen as antisocial, right? It could be misinterpreted as antisocial. It's not. See, Luke is an affable guy. And life is light. I mean, most of life is just so light and so easy. Like these birds out here and out here in Boston, it's just beautiful. It's just, it's like life is light, you know? And I have a beautiful daughter and she's out there doing her thing and, you know, learning new words and moving on. I love it. I love it. You know, the sun comes up. I've seen so many beautiful places in the world. And it's like most of life is a gift. It's, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. That is what we have in life, is the gift of life. And one of the things that, 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 that evil people want you to submit to is the idea of basically taking their point of view, right? It's like they want you, they want you to give up on life like they gave up. Maybe it started with a submission. Maybe it started with trauma. Maybe it started with a big mistake they couldn't take back. Whatever the reason was, they gave up at some point. They no longer look at life with an optimistic, positive view. And what they really, what really drives them crazy, this type of person, is when somebody else did not fall into that trap. They did not fall into forgetting the beauty of life. And the beauty of every day. And the beauty of themselves. And the beauty of their mistakes, like I said before, based on misunderstandings. Because you make decisions based on what you understand and see and hear and, 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 and know at the time. But you know they could be wrong. You're like, okay, I was wrong again. Fine. What, it, what, what, what it was actually happening and you reevaluate. And then you, you move on, Right? People that have given up, and it, it, it starts with submission, is where they submit to this dark view of life. And I think black pill is exactly like this. This really is black pill. Black pill is the ultimate submission. Black pill is really the ultimate cuck because that is when your, your sense of wonder of life, your sense of seeing the fullness of life, is totally gone. And you only see through a dark tunnel. You see through your pain. You see other people's bad sides. 
and you think that's it and you you give up maybe you don't think you have the balls to change maybe you don't think you have enough energy left whatever the reason maybe you start to become a victim whatever the reason is at some point you give up and I, I tell you right now you guys especially guys who fuck around with the black pill I'm going to tell you right now that that is not what life is. Life is a beautiful thing. And when you see life through that lens, what you're doing is you are alone. You're in a movie theater all by yourself. And there's a movie playing and it is a black pill movie. And you are you, every time that movie ends, you're going back up into the... Uh, the little room up there. You're putting the film back in. You're 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 winding the reels up. You're, you're setting everything up. You know you're you're feeling the heat of the machine, and then you're getting it playing again. You're turning off the lights again. You're going down and watching that movie again. You are brainwashing yourself. But outside that, you're the only one in that theater. Outside that theater, if you open the door, light will come streaming in. There is light outside that room. You know, I'm not saying you didn't get to that dark room through incredible pain, and I'm not ridiculing that pain. But what I'm saying is, is that's another form of mistake. And it's okay to make mistakes. But the key thing is, is that life is short and you need to correct those mistakes. So at some point, you got to say, wait a second, I am doing that. I am this guy. I'm watching this black pill movie and it somehow satisfies some part of myself and it takes some responsibility away and it makes it easier. It's easier to sit in this theater and just keep watching this movie and over and over where it's really hard to admit that I'm wrong and it's hard to fix those, to work on those things that I, those things that crushed my optimism, right? And this is where submission really comes in. And Cool Hand Luke is that he never submitted to the foolishness. He never submitted to the evil intentions. He never submitted to the foolishness. He never bought the lie that George Kennedy bought, that if you play along, it's going to work out. He never overvalued himself where he's like, you know, leading everybody up and we're all going to break out. No, no. He really went his own way. And unfortunately, his circumstance was so extreme and the, and the, and the, 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 the nature of the evil that he was dealing with was so bad that it could do nothing but kill him. And I think, I think that's a metaphor for the reality of somebody who... And I talk about this. If you go back to my first two videos, I talk about the Vietnam movie where the guy's behind the troop and then the guy, the three inch was so jealous of him. He shoots his own, you know, his own um, guy in his own troop, right? Because he, he's so, he, he just is so envious of this guy. And there is something about people that give up on life that they are, they, they know, see, at some, at some level, you know that life is good. And you know that people that enjoy life, they have it right, you know. And that just drives you crazy because it reminds you of all your weaknesses. 
It reminds me of all the fucking compromises. And I think a lot of married guys, is why they hang out with married guys. Because they know when they meet a truly happy person who chooses not to do that, it drives them crazy. They, they, they would rather make straw man arguments about what single guys are, you know, what, what, what their life is like and how they have it better. They, 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 can, they can talk and talk and talk, but they don't want to see freedom. They don't want to see it. It's too painful. And there's, a, there's another, like, there's another great quote from Easy Rider when they're around the campfire during Jack Nicholson. And he's like, he's like, freedom, that's what it's all about. And Jack Nicholson, oh yeah, freedom, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's right. He says, but you show a man, you show a man free, a, a free man, not just talk about it, basically. And they're going to get to, they're going to get to be killing a maimon to prove they're free. It's like they will do whatever it takes because they know fundamentally that they're making a compromise that is so stupid and so meaningless for such a meaningless goal, for such meaningless people, for such a meaningless life. And they know they're passing it up. They know it. They're they're, they're submitting to like the most stupidest life. And the only thing they can do is pull other people down. Crabs in a fucking bucket. Crabs in a fucking bucket. So I will say to you, is do not submit to this point of view. Do not submit to a life that is not balanced. Do not submit to your own weaknesses. Do not submit because it's easier. Do not submit because someone wants you to. Do not submit to get along. Do not submit your optimism. And Luke really, you know, he, he gave his life for this one. And I, I, I love it. It's, it, it really is. There's a bit of a Jesus metaphor in this movie. You know, like they have him on a cross, and uh, you know, Luke. There, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of uh, Christian. Uh, what do you call it? Parallels, but it doesn't matter because Christianity is just it's just a bunch of old stories and old wisdom. Whether God's true or not, these these stories existed before the Bible. If you read the Epic of Gilgamesh, you know, and 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 uh, you read Gilgamesh, and if you read. Uh, many of the books around that era, there was very similar. A lot of the a lot of the stories in the Bible were were common wisdom. They were they were they were like they were stories of the time. I'm not saying they're not true or they are true. I'm just saying that that there was wisdom there. There's a lot of wisdom in there in those old stories. So be wise. Be wise at what you sell your soul for, because know that this is not a one time thing. You're not at a you're not at a one-time sale here. The reason why you never submit is because you know that you're going down the road of submission. It's not because it's easier. It is easier to submit in the moment. Submit to a woman, submit to a boss. Very easy. You get what you want. They stop doing what they're doing. They give you what you want. They give you a meal, they give you a cigarette. Whatever it is. But what happens long term? Once you have done that, they know. 
You're one of us. You know, you're one of us now. And you know you are too. See, because you've sold your soul. And they know that. And then what happens? What what is, what does the devil in the Bible do when you sell your soul? He just asks more and more and more. More and more and more. And that's exactly the way people are. Exactly. Once they see that you sold your soul, holy shit. God forgive you. <laughs> Cuz it's just a beginning. It's just a beginning. One of my one of my bosses, right, when I was working at when I was working in that, the stereo store. The company got sold, right? And then they needed somebody they needed somebody who worked for the company to go in and fire a bunch of people to save money. It was really the time of Ivan Boski, corporate takeovers, uh, Wall Street, and they needed somebody to go in and fire these people, and they needed somebody who, who was part of the system. So they picked my boss. My boss was a funny guy. I don't want to go into his name or anything, but he was a funny guy, and he, and, and he, could, he was not very wise. And they picked him because he was dumb. And, and he was very ambitious. So they said, basically, fire this guy, fire this guy. So he went and fired all his friends. And then guess what happened? They fired him. Because his job was just to, you know, clean out a bunch of people. And no one else could do it. They needed an insider. And he did his job and he was done. See, so there is no benefit. Not only will they ask you to sell your soul more and more, which they did for him very clearly. But not only that, but like, there's no future. See, so it's not like when you get, when you get, when you are approached or when you confront this, don't think to yourself like, oh, it's not convenient like George. He's like, oh, it's not convenient. Let's easier. It's more convenient. You have to be wise and you have to know that this is just the beginning. Like there's no end to this. Once you start selling your soul, there is no coming back. Everybody sees it in you. And even more importantly, you see it in you. So once you start selling your soul for your wife, once, and, and again, I don't mean compromising. I don't mean doing things that are tough. I don't mean sacrificing. That's not what I'm talking about. Selling your soul. And this is where the wisdom comes in. King Solomon. Where are they asking you to sell your soul and why? Is it because they sold their soul? Is it because they want to watch you fucking, they have that sense, that three-incher, you know, I want him to fucking bow down, you know, I want to see him destroyed, is it that? Is it, is it just a convenience where they're hiring you to go do the dirty work? What is, what is the thing? Because you have to know that road has no end. There's, there's no, there's nothing at the end of that road. The reason why. I want to give you this, is that I can tell you all I want about don't sell your soul because you're a man and because, you know, all this bullshit, but you're still going to do it unless you realize the hopelessness of it. When you realize that there is no benefit to selling your soul, like, like, like a lot of times I don't sell my soul, but it's with sadness because I have to walk away from from very difficult situations, some things that I really want to be involved in. But I refuse to sell my soul. I will not sell my soul for any price. And I literally mean that. There is no price that I will sell my soul. I, I will go down with the ship. That, that, that is my belief. My belief is that 
as long as you don't sell your soul, there's always hope. The minute you go down that road, there is no hope. So it's, I'm not judging it. See, here's where they get you. They say, look, they, they, they say, look at the short term. Look at this one situation. All you got to do is this one thing and then you're fine. See, for me, I can see the end of the road. I know it's just the beginning. I know that there's no future. I know that I'll feel this way. I know that people will look at me this way. I know that I'll be less powerful. I know there'll be another chance to sell my soul. I know that it only gets worse. And I know that at the end of the day, that it's a total dead end. So the other way is not pretty. I don't, okay, in other words, I don't revel in the pain that I go through. I don't. I don't, I don't revel in it. I would rather have both my soul and the situation, you know, like there was one girl I should have, you know, like if I was going to go for convenience and very valuable things, I would have stayed with her. But see, I could not sell my soul. I just can't. That, that is not in me, no matter what the price. It's just, I see, I know that it's the beginning of the end for me. And so I won't. And I will find another way to get my dreams. But selling my soul, it's just, I know that my dreams cannot be got that way. And so you have to know that there is no choice. There is no choice. You have to, like I said, you have to very correctly analyze what is, what, who is trying to get you to do it and why they're trying to get you to do it. You have to, sometimes you have to go with your instincts. It's really a gut, gut feeling sometimes. Is this person, do they have the best, you know what I mean? Is this for me or is this just to laugh at me? Is this just to destroy me? Is this just because they don't want to do it themselves? Is this just this? Is this, you have to correctly, and the only way you can do that is by thorough examination and deep honesty because we're talking about, I'm talking about the very most important decisions in life here. I'm not talking about with you by drink Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Plus, whatever the fuck they call it. I'm talking about the very fundamental things that when you are on your deathbed, you're going to be like, God damn it, I'm glad I did that. God damn it, I'm glad I did that. You know? And for me, my God damn it is this. My number one thing is to never lose, like that movie theater, is to open the door and go outside and to realize that life is good. See, see, so no matter what happens, like literally, it doesn't matter. If I lose every single friend I have, if I lose every penny I have, I lose my clothes, I lose my house. You know what? It's all small potatoes at the end of the day because I have life. And life is fucking, this is the gift that we have. And with this gift, it's like a game of Sims. There's so much we can do with it. There's so much growing and building and we only have one of them. That's it. There never will be another one. And so that's it, you know. So I do what I can do, right? Sometimes I don't get my goals. Sometimes I do. But in the end of the day, I know that each day is worth looking forward to and that life is fucking good and that I never know the future. Because sometimes when things, a lot of times actually, when things seem the darkest, it's darkest before the dawn. I'm telling you that right now. That is... That is a saying that is like, it is, a, it, is a, it is a survival mechanism there. Is that you know that a lot of times when things seem hopeless, they're actually not hopeless. See? But instead, 
Some guys choose to give up and to go into that that black pill, that giving up, that that loss of energy, that loss of power. Don't let it happen. Just say, okay, this didn't turn out the way I wanted. This sucks. I don't like this. I wish there was a way that I could sell my soul without losing my soul, right? So I can get the small thing in the in it. I can get the short-term thing. But see, the thing is, I can't get that. And in the end of the day, in the end of the day, you guys, when I'm dead and gone, there's going to be a lot of people, and I know this, that are going to be like, God damn it. I didn't really understand that guy until he died. Like, God damn, there's a lot to learn there. You know, that is my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is not really for anybody to appreciate me, appreciate me right now. Is I know I'm laying down shit. I'm laying down real shit as best I can, the best knowledge I can, and with the most honesty that I can. And I know that the real shit, it's not me. I'm trying to find the real shit. And when I lay down the real shit, that real shit can help other people. That is my ultimate goal. has nothing to do with me. It's to find that real shit and to give it, to allow to to offer my wares. Here's what I learned. You came out of the cave. Here's the gift. Here's what I dug up. You know, people might not recognize it right away. But over time, someone cleans it up and they're like, holy shit. Holy shit. There was truth there. There was wisdom that could improve my life. And that is my goal. And with that as a goal, I don't care if people don't understand. Because people that are not capable of understanding... They're just not capable now. You know what Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, you have to have that attitude because if someone doesn't understand, they just don't understand. There's no way to make them understand. It's impossible. But what you can do is, is that you can find that truth and lay out that truth. And don't follow these short-term things where you're, you're selling your soul for a short-term thing. No matter how good it looks, no matter how important it is, just know the benefits in maintaining yourself are much bigger. And in the end, everybody will see it. And if they don't, it's because they're not capable. And that's all you can do. That's all I got to say.